This is More Than Work, the podcast reminding you that your self-worth is made up of more than your job title. Each week, I'll talk to a guest about how they discovered that for themselves. You'll hear about what they did, what they're doing, and who they are. I'm your host, Rabia. I work in IT, perform stand-up comedy, write, volunteer, and, of course, podcast. Thank you for listening. Here we go. Hello, and thanks for tuning into this episode of More Than Work. I'm really excited to bring you this guest. It was a privilege to talk to him. He is from Ukraine. He fled his home in Kiev and is now safely in another city where he, along with a bunch of other people in the tech space that he's worked with before or that are friends of his, founded a charity that's benefiting the Ukrainian troops directly. You'll see in the show notes that I have links to the organization. If you want to make a donation, you'll know where the money is going. You'll hear from Andrew. He's the guest. I really enjoyed talking to him. He and his organization reached out to me to see if he could do the podcast. And when I learned more about him, he was he was a perfect fit because he has had his career in tech, but he's also now discovered like volunteering and charity and, and made that part of his life. And it's really changed the meaning of work. And he talks about how being in crisis has also affected his team. I think this is something that will resonate with a lot of people, even though the idea of being at war isn't familiar to a lot of us. Um, I just, I've been so struck by the grace and the bravery of the people that I've encountered from Ukraine, just that have been in my life that I know from school and that I had Veronica Didusenko on the podcast before and now Andrew. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. It's kind of a quick one for more than work, but it's really, to me, it was just meaningful to get to, to speak with Andrew and I hope to meet him one day in person. We've already talked about that. Like hopefully this will be done for them soon and we will all be able to meet in person and help, help them rebuild. Um, there's not much more to say because it's just anything I say is, is trite for, for what's going on, but I'm glad to share the message of this organization and of Andrew's story. Thank you again for listening and enjoy the episode. All right, everybody. Today, my guest is Andrew Alexienko. He's the co-founder at Colo and co-founder at StoryPoint and PartnerWay. And we're going to find out what all of those things are. And this is a really special episode. I'm glad we're getting to share his story. So thanks for being on, Andrew. Yeah, thanks for having me, Rabia. Yeah, of course. And where am I talking to you from? What's your location in the world? Yeah, so right now I'm located in Vinnytsia. It's a small city in Ukraine. It's about 200 kilometers from my native city. It's Kiev. So basically I moved from Kiev around like three months ago because of the war it has started there. So it's pretty safe here, as, as at least as, as it could be here. Yeah, well, that's, um, I mean, I just, I just can't imagine how difficult it is just to move your life. And so you left a lot of things there, I imagine, and then you just brought what you needed to with you, right? I, I just like left everything. Like I just had my backpack when the war started. Uh, so on, on the second day, uh, we just went to train station. Uh, on the train station, there was like trains going everywhere. And uh, we just like hop on the first train. And I, I, I didn't, didn't know like where this train is going. So I just mm. had a train to West Ukraine. And, and, and that's, that's basically a story how, how I end up in, in Vinnytsia. 
Wow. Wow. Well, so we're going to talk more about about all of that. And I just want to say at the start, like, I'm very sorry for what you guys are going through in Ukraine. And I'm, I'm really glad that you're taking the time to share your story. Cause I think you have a great more than work story, but also there's something that again, we'll be able to offer that people can do who are listening. So first of all, I'll just state you're pretty young in my opinion and compared to me, but you're already an entrepreneur and you've been a product manager, which I was a product manager a little while ago in my career. Let's talk about your work as a product manager and also what StoryPoint and PartnerWay, your two companies are. Yeah, sure. Basically, I, I uh, worked for as a product manager for five or six years. I started my career in, uh, in MarTech. So I, I was working in Conductor. It's a company that is doing like search engine optimization for B2B companies. We were acquired by VWorks, so it was pretty interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we were acquired just before we work, were going to IPO and then the, all those articles about Adam Newman and uh, 47 billion valuation and the, all this like smoking weed on his plane and <laughs> and the, 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 <laughs> the, the valuation of uh, WeWork is, is not uh, going uh, to be the same and it's, it's not going to, to have an IPO. And you're internally on, on all this stuff. So, and then the, after ZVWork acquired our company, you work sold the company back to founder of uh, Conductor, and that's, that's oh also an amazing story. And now the the folks in Conductor uh, are driving company further by by themselves, and I think that that they are doing even better right now. And after that, I joined the company called Aura. So we were doing different VPN apps like Hotspot Shield, Betternet, VPN 360, and basically the company is doing the security. So mm-hmm. I was mainly managing a few a few products. So uh, we were doing like a lot of A-B testing, a lot of uh, launching some features, some new products. So it was super interesting. Yeah. So you were doing all that, and then what made you decide to found your own companies after that? I thought that I need to have more responsibility on my life and what I am doing. Like the the folks in the company, they they did they gave me a lot of responsibilities inside, but still, uh, you know, there, there were a lot of freedom in in what I was doing. But but still, I, I wanted to have like more impact, and by more impact, you need to have like more responsibility. If you're like managing like more people and you're managing more users in your products you're making more impact that that you 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 done before so i i just like wanted to have like more responsibilities you founded story point first then or yeah yeah so um i i I know diana which is my co-founder around like eight years now and we were brainstorming on different things how to make our own company several people who reached out to Diana and they wanted uh, us to make an apps for them. So we decided that we can start with something to build some products for our clients. So that's, mm-hmm. that's how we started it. So we, we decided that building products for other people is, is also good and also makes impact. I've done the same thing where I've been inside a company working for the company, for the products of the company. I own the website and the mobile app. And then I've been on the other side where I've been a consultant more recently and doing 
not really product management, more project management, but with the knowledge, right? Still there. And it does feel different. Yeah. You're feeling for me, the feeling of responsibility was a bit different, but I still always feel very responsible. So how did that shift the perspective for you going from managing your own products to really building products for other people? Yeah. So firstly, you, you don't have uh, your manager here, like, sure, you have your clients that, that, that that's on, on the first place, but you don't have like managers and that's uh, how you need to be uh, more responsible and you, you need to have like some internal motivation to do something. So, mm -hmm. uh, so you would, you would know what you, you want to do every day. Like when, when you're waking up, like what is your <laughs> goal for this day? Like you can yeah. do everything <laughs> just like mm -hmm. starts from the scratch. I learned some discipline from, from this. So I just want to have my daily routine in each morning, mm -hmm. like to wake up, uh, brush my teeth, uh, have some water, do some exercises, and then starting the day. And it, it helps me a lot to, to start off the, the process. So your routine sounds like you changed a little bit managing yourself because you didn't have a manager. But then as far as even you managing products, like for me, when I went from managing my own products for a company I worked for, I would feel very possessive and very responsible for mm -hmm. the outcome in the way that like I was making the decisions. But with consulting, what I found was I would almost just say, well, this is what we advise you to do. And if they didn't want to do it, they would have to just come back and ask us to change something else because they didn't, they made a bad decision. So did you find anything for you, like your relationship with products changed when you owned them versus you were just helping people put theirs out? Yeah. Um, so um, for, for me personally, uh, not a lot of things changed on the decision making side. I always try to make the decisions that will impact the user itself, not the decision maker. For example, if you want to, if you know that the user flows that we are proposing is better and we did some user testing with users and they like it more and we have the data uh, that support it so that we are sharing to our clients and we are trying to make the decisions that will be better for the end user yeah yeah and i mean i think that people forget that end users sometimes when they're making decisions because they think, well, this is my idea though. It's good. It's like, well, yeah, but the users won't understand it, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's funny. So story point, that's where you're building apps and products for people. And then what about partner way? How did you come up with that? And what is partner way? Yeah. So partner way is, uh, the company that, uh, is a reseller. So we are partner of Google and Zendesk and Asana in Eastern Europe. So we are helping companies to do better and, and digitalize their businesses. So a lot of businesses in Ukraine, they're not so high digitally as others. So for example, a lot of Agro businesses in Ukraine, for example, they don't use the latest technology and we are onboarding those people and learning how they can use and get most out of the team collaborations. And we are learning how to work with like project management tools like mm -hmm. Asana with customer support so that they can automate the process of their customer experience and instead of taking like just like phone calls, they can do it online on their websites and, and so on. Cool. You're doing all these things. And then just like that, you're your country's at war. I mean, just to put it really bluntly. And so that caused you to change 
directions a little bit too, right? And you founded um, Colo Project. So yeah. what is it? As the war started in, in Ukraine, I just like want to share like my story. And, and I think like a lot of people were feeling similar. I, I was sleeping with, when the war started. Everybody was, like, was calling me. The war started it's like, it, at 6 a.m. And uh, I, I was sleeping till uh, 9 or 10, I don't know. And I, I'm, I'm just like sleeping very good and nothing can, <laughs> can woke me up. So even the war, when you're waking up, the first thing is like shock and you don't know what to do. And, and most of the people I know, they, they were like scared, like they were evacuating and, and that's it. So during like the first one or two days, like I was almost uh, uh, do nothing uh, in terms of productivity. I, I was just like evacuating as my friends and, and families were doing. Uh, and, and the second day, you're realizing that you need to do something and you need to help. So what we created with my, my friend, like Bogdan Kit and my other friend from Netherlands, Martin uh, Verbova, we chatted that we need to create some website and help our uh, trusted organizations to collect more donations to help army with vests. At that, that point, we understood that a lot of people were willing to fight, but they just didn't have an equipment. They want to fight for a country, but they don't have access to even military equipment because mm. of the shortage. So we decided that we need to change, and we created a website called Help Ukraine Win, where we make a list of all these like trustable organizations and we launched it on product hunt we uh, made it on the first place we had a lot of traffic on this website during the first few weeks we had half of million people visited our website fortunately we don't know the amount of the donations they were made because we were collecting the donations to other organizations uh, and what we found that during the first uh, weeks, uh, those organizations there were overwhelmed. All those uh, organizations grew by 100% in the amount of uh, the money that, that flowed mm -hmm. in. So they, they just like couldn't keep up with operations. At that uh, time, we uh, decided that we want to uh, merge with uh, Colo. So we, we, we collected all those donations on the website. It was around uh, 60,000 euros. Yeah. So was Colo existing before? No, no, no. Colo wasn't okay. existing before. So in parallel, like on, when we were launching this, the um, group of like product managers like me, they created these organizations with the same idea that uh, we need to help the uh, the army so it's it's also like my friends and mm -hmm. uh, that are working in in big companies like vice like tumblr like bolt and others so it's like uh, pavlo padenko evgen kovalevsky anton dyatlov uh, bogdan kit it's and and some other eastern european <laughs> names <laughs> that you probably won't pronounce but yeah how has your perspective changed when now you're managing this kind of organization versus your other ones? Like, is there any difference in how it makes you feel or how your focus in your life has shifted a little bit? Yeah, sure. Uh, a, a lot of things changed. Now in Colo, there are 50 or 70 team members. 
Um, and uh, most of the people, they are doing it part-time, not like full-time, and they're having like their daily jobs. The difference that it's it's fully volunteer activity and people are just uh, uh, doing it because they, they want to do. So I, I see that... Um, on work, sometimes people just work because of the money or just because they need to. Uh, and, and you see this difference because uh, so many people like brought together and and they're not like bringing together because of the money, money or some uh, other incentives. They're bringing because they don't want to help other people. So uh, the the environment is a little bit different and and you, you see so so much passion from those people and so i think that the, the, the culture is different yeah yeah it's one it's one purpose that makes sense i mean sometimes you end up with a purpose at work that makes sense for someone but not for someone else but you're just doing your job yeah right yeah exactly yeah one thing in it i mean and in other jobs too but i know very distinctly in it you'll end up having emergencies come up, like everyone panics and the client's really mad and, oh, we have an emergency. You have to fix this now. And usually what happens in my experience is you go through these like crazy times and then everyone will do stuff. And then at the end, someone always says, well, we're not curing cancer. We need to calm down or we're not saving lives. We need to calm down because it's just our way of dismissing the fact that people were probably acting inappropriately and, and really making something more than what something was. But in your case now you are working somewhere where you guys are actually trying to save lives. And do you think that this will shift your perspective later on? I mean, hopefully you guys get through this sooner than later and can start rebuilding, but then you'll have your job again, your regular day jobs. Do you feel like any shift in your perspective already, or do you think it will in the future? Yeah. I think everyone has shifted in their like daily life, life's perspective and their life values here i think before the, the war a lot of people were focusing on like small things that not matter so much uh, they were like upset about the daily situations they don't have some stuff in their homes they can't buy and afford some uh, some physical things but right now they understood how life is important and it, it shifts their perspective. For me personally, like if the war ends, hopefully soon, I, I won't stop volunteering. Like the, the the main goal of Colo is to help save lives in army. So because of like we are buying this like vests and helmets and, and other protections and drones. After we finish the war, we need to rebuild the country. Like the, a lot of like homes are destroyed, a lot of other constructions are destroyed. So we need to take also responsibility for that. And I think that uh, I would re rebuild the, the country. So as for my, my, me personally, uh, we transitioned uh, two companies, Partner Way and StoryPoint, to nonprofit organization so at before the war ends we don't make any profit to uh, the founders we, we are giving this money to other volunteering activities uh, sometimes it's to color sometimes it's to um, other people impacted by war uh, like refugees and, and other things so i think that we will make some some project like that in the future i'm thinking about um, several ways how we can do this. We can do 
some percentage. So, for example, we can gather companies that will make uh, 1% or like 5% of their like uh, income uh, that would, would, would be directly to some restructure fund and will make some impact with this volunteering project. I'm willing to invest that for my companies. I don't know how others, but I, I think there is uh, an interest in this. Hmm. Yeah. And did you, I guess before this, did you volunteer? I mean, for me, service is a big, it's a core value of mine, hundred percent. I've spent a, I've spent quite a bit of time, not enough time in my opinion, but quite a bit volunteering and doing service. And I don't know where that came from personally. It just, it's just been part of me since I was a kid. Did you have that in you before, or is this something that's new that you're experiencing now? Well, uh, I, I did some volunteering during this, this, this studentship uh, when I was uh, studying in university. Uh, we were organizing uh, TED events, like TED conferences, local ones, and, uh, and others. So I think during my life, I just like had volunteering now and then uh, a little bit uh, <laughs> around mm-hmm. that. Like back then, we were more uh, interested in learning so because of we were interested in education we made this educational conferences to share the ideas to 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 do something now we shifted our perspective and i think like right now we mostly want to help people to Mm -hmm. survive to end this war and and then i i think that you'll have different values but you you have different values during your lives but still you have this volunteering part with, with yourself Cool. Yeah, no, that's great. And I think it's really cool that you've, you looked kind of rationally at what needs to be done and you started doing it. One thing with Colo too, it's, you guys are all tech people. So it's kind of a lot of nonprofit organizations, at least from my experience, they're created for the cause that they're working for and they're working on programming for that. And then the tech all came in as a secondary option. And so you'll see kind of bad implementations and stuff, but you guys are starting from scratch as tech people with the cause, but the tech people for the cause. And so you've got a little bit different of a website. Since you weren't in fundraising before, how did you go about architecting what you wanted to display on the site and the transaction flow and everything? Yeah, yeah, sure. First, like almost all the co-founders, they were like product managers in the past uh, and, and very experienced product managers. So our main goal is like to to bring tech to the military and tech to volunteering. So what what we are doing is uh, we created a subscription. Um, probably it, it's the first war <laughs> subscription that exists. Uh, and uh, so how it looks like it's 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 uh, around like six dollars per day, which is two hundred dollars per month to support uh, the army and all those funds are going. <clears throat> Firstly, we don't have any salaries in NGO. So like there are a lot of NGO like um, Red Cross and other organizations that are pay- paying salaries, but 100% of the donations are going directly to the needs. That's one difference also that we, we are having. When we just like launched the subscription, we had uh, around one one thousand people who subscribed in three days. Wow! Uh, yeah, mostly from Ukraine because it was 
in, in Ukrainian. It's, it's such a good example of how people collaborate and uh, going together and want to help and, and giving their donations and, and, and support to, to their organizations. And right now we, we also launched this subscription, not only internally to Ukrainian, but also externally. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyone can subscribe. We have uh, the reports on our website where this money goes. And so everyone can see it. And right now it helps us to, to plan activity. And we know that we, we, we can buy some vests uh, in the next, next months or, or some mm-hmm. other things like night visions or thermal imagers. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. And it's smart to just kind of productize the idea of donating. Mm -hmm. One thing that I've thought a lot about, and I think a lot of people have, a lot of people who are external to this, I think have good intentions. They want to help. I had an experience recently where, you know, everyone's saying they want to help and they're doing the hashtag, you know, for Ukraine Mm -hmm. and everything. But then when asked to do an action, it's hard to get them to actually do it. And one area I can see that I know, too, is like in, in IT recruiting and businesses. And ha- have you seen a shift in how you're experiencing working with businesses outside of Ukraine and just kind of people, they're getting displaced from their homes, but also possibly their jobs if companies aren't surviving and things like that. So have you seen anything there? Yeah, so... From what we we saw uh, during the first uh, few weeks, a lot of companies that were working in local market they uh, were forced to fire people as uh, in tech and other industries. Like for me, as I'm working in tech, it's more related to to, to me. As an example, we have a company called Rosetka. It's uh, a small Amazon here in Ukraine, like the biggest mm-hmm. e-commerce. So their revenues in first two weeks they um, dropped from four billions dollars revenues uh, per month to twenty-three yes. million. They fired uh, some part of employees, and the same uh, things with other local companies uh, because of the market is shrinked. They needed to fire people, and we are seeing that there are a lot of great people uh, here in Ukraine uh, because for men it's not allowed to leave the country mm-hmm. so uh, they, they are staying here and what we are seeing that from, from trends within the industry that companies are not willing to hire in Ukraine because of the risks and a lot of people don't have just like jobs and that's impacting like the GDP of the country and they can find a new job so we created some kind of the platform for people to sign up. And then we, we are searching for the clients who are willing to, to hire those people. And, and that's also our impact in, in, in the economy and helping those uh, people who, who can't leave the country, but they still have jobs. Like usually we, we don't have a lot of problems with hiring uh, Ukrainians who are in Europe or in US um, or other countries, but there is like still a huge problem of hiring within the, the country, and 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 those people are in safe locations. So like it's like mm-hmm. in in Lviv, uh, Chernivtsi, like Vinnytsia, as I, I I am like I'm I'm sitting in the office. It's, it's quite safe here, but but they still can't have a job. So that's mm-hmm. that's also our project that that we, that we want to develop. Great. Well, 
I mean, Andrew, I really respect what you're doing and the insights you're bringing into helping your country in this way. I mean, there's different ways to do it. You could, you know, strap on a vest and go or do things this way using your strengths. So good, good job on that. I mean, it's, it sounds trite to say it's almost embarrassing, but um, yeah, it's just really special to talk to you about that. Do you have any like advice or mantra that you want to share with people? It's just something I ask every guest. In terms of mantra, I, I don't know. Like, I, I just like like making some impact. I don't know. Like, it could be some local impact or just uh, uh, global uh, something that that gives you energy. For me, this volunteering activity gives me energy. I don't have any mantra specific. I, I, I just like want to advise people like just do what you love uh make other people lives better yeah good okay so i have these set of questions that are kind of silly they're called the fun five that i'm gonna that i'm gonna ask you yeah so the first one what is the oldest t-shirt you have and still wear well uh good question i can tell about a hoodie it's it's around like eight years and I, I love it. Um, the the hoodie has a type of uh, don't give a fuck about weather and and it it has a story like about eight years ago I was an intern in a marketing agency called Ambulance and I was running my first half marathon and it was like minus eleven. Oh, gosh. <laughs> because it was just like three days before the new year. It was like New Year marathon. And we make these T-shirts for all the in, people in the company who are running at that, that day. So it's, it's, it's a kind of uh, uh, great story that, 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 that's connected to this hoodie. Yeah. Oh, man, that's crazy. <laughs> it's hard enough to run. Well, I can't run, but just at all. But then in that kind of weather, oh, my gosh. Okay, so are you familiar with the movie Groundhog's Day? Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah. It's one of my favorite movies of my childhood. All right, good. I just wanted to make sure. So if every day was like Groundhog's Day, which it kind of might seem like that for you right now, I don't know. Um, what song would you have your alarm clock set to play every morning? So uh, in, in this situation, I, I, I would I would pick right now the John Lennon song, Imagine. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's a... That's a good song, and it makes sense for what you're going through now. Um, okay, coffee or tea or neither? Well, I, I love coffee. I just like drinking coffee every day, and, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like addicted to it. <laughs> Do you like it any specific way or just black? Or um, I like cappuccino, flat white, uh, alternative as well, like all kind of coffees. Nice. Okay, cool. And can you think of something that just makes you like laugh so hard you cry or something that did recently where you're just cracking up? Well, uh, it's a good question. Good question. I, I just like met my friend that uh, I haven't seen like for three months. And uh, we, we were just like laughing together after not seeing like for, for three months. That was the situation where I laughed a lot. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. And it must have been nice to see him. Okay. So last one. Who inspires you right now? Well, uh, it, 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 it's, it's, it's tough to say. Uh, it's, I would say I'm more inspired by technology. And I think that uh, the technology will, is making our lives better. So I, I think that those people who drive 
the most out of technology, they're inspiring me. So uh, I, I like like Andrew and NG, he's a lecturer in, uh, he's co-founder of Coursera, and he's making a lot of education in machine learning mm-hmm. and all this stuff. So I think that the machine learning will, 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 will benefit a lot. Nice. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a way to use it for good and ways it's improved our lives significantly. All right. And so how do you want people to look you up? So maybe they want to look you up, Andrew, and talk to you, or they want to look up Colo. Where do you want them to go? And I'll put all the links in the show notes and more. But Yeah, cool. So um, we have a web- website, uh, colo.ua.com, where everyone can go and and then can look around about our information and donate if they want. I, I have my social media, so if anyone has any questions or want to help, they can reach out to me there. And yeah, we, we have a website of my companies if anyone is interested. Okay, cool. And I'll put everything in the show notes. Well, Andrew, it was really a pleasure talking to you today. So thanks for taking the time to share what you've been doing and also just what's going on where you are. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening. You can learn more about the guest and what was talked about in the show notes. Joe Mafia created the music you're listening to. You can find him on Spotify at Joe, M-A-F-F-I-A. Rob Metke does all the design, for which I am so grateful. You can find him online by searching Rob, M-E-T-K-E. Please leave a review if you like the show and get in touch if you have feedback or guest ideas. The pod is on all the social channels at at More Than Work Pod or at Robbie Comedy on TikTok And the website is morethanworkpod.com. While being kind to others, don't forget to be kind to yourself.